You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Sonny Ship. It's summertime, and look, right before recruiting picks up this summer, uh, Sonny started his get-to-know-an-LSU-opponent series and, of course, led off with UCLA, where the Tigers will head out to the Rose Bowl to open up the 2021 season. And so we want to take some time and kind of do just an early look at the Bruins, just like Sonny did, and kind of run it down, share some predictions and what to focus on with this UCLA bunch. We'll do Mississippi State next week as well as we continue to work through uh, this, um, you know, getting to know series and Sonny um, I want to lead off with this. You know, this is a, this is a matchup that LSU opened as a one and a half point favorite jumped to three pretty quickly, uh, but the Bruins were three and four overall in that shortened 2020 season. They do have a veteran quarterback coming back. What'd you find out about the Bruins and just kind of what stands out about them? Yeah, that three and four record. Every everybody immediately goes to goes to that to look to see. But I I think that three and four record is a little bit deceiving for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, one when you look at their when you look at their losses, they close the season out with a forty three thirty eight loss at home to USC, and then a forty eight forty seven double double overtime loss to Stanford. All four of their losses were by combined fifteen points. On the other hand, their three victories averaged a 16-point margin. So, you know, they had some they had some close calls in there that that could have gone either way. That all of a sudden, instead of three and four, you could be looking at a five and two. You get some breaks, six and one team. And we, it, you know, we all know what the Pac-12 that the madness that they went through last year. And we're going to play. We're not going to play. We're going to play. We're not going to play. I mean, you got drunk just watching that ping pong ball bounce all over the uh, <laughs> bounce all over the table last year. But you know, they ended up playing. And and looking ahead to this year, you know that they do have a lot of starters back. They've got 19 starters back, nine on offense, 10 on defense. Chip Kelly, we know what he did at Oregon. Um, you know, so. So we know that he's a good coach. We know that he's going to that he's going to have some things. You give him all of this time to prepare. You know they're not spending a ton of time on Hawaii during the offseason, who they open the season with a week earlier than they play LSU on September 4th. And so when you lump all of that stuff together, I I, I can kind of get why some people while some people look at it and they say, look, you this this is this is going to be a tougher game than than a lot of LSU fans are thinking. This is not this this is not just your basic you know three and four team that LSU is going to open the season with. Right, and part of that reason why is we kind of move into you know players to know Dorian Thompson Robinson, somebody that uh, I mean, quite frankly, I don't know about you, I watched a good bit of as a recruit coming up uh, in the ranks, and now he's a veteran quarterback. He's played a lot for Chip Kelly, and Chip Kelly is kind of pushing all of his chips, so to speak, in on him to take yet another jump heading into this season. He had the best pass efficiency rating since 2005 for UCLA quarterbacks, 156-29, 12 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio. And I think he's got that ability to be a dynamic runner, which he showed last year as well. 
playing against LSU's defensive line, we'll see how he can get, uh, if he can get into the open field and make some plays in that respect. Uh, what's around him? What, what? Who else is there to help Dorian Thompson Robinson? Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, the the UCLA offense, really UCLA as a team, in my opinion, is going to go only as far as Dorian Thompson Robinson takes them. I think he's their biggest playmaker on offense. Um, yeah, outside of their tight end, Greg Dulcich, who is a big weapon, I don't think anyone else really even even compares to the um, to the impact player that Thompson Robinson is. But Greg Dulcich is a he's he's a big time tight end, 6'4", 240 pounds. He caught twenty six balls last year. The team leader caught thirty eight. But Dulcich more than doubled the guy who led the, led the Bruins in catches in yards per catch at 19.8. Five touchdowns on the year, 73.9 yards received in the game. You know, he he's gonna be he's gonna be a big weapon. And and this is gonna be I think this is gonna give LSU fans a good idea of uh of the impact that Mike Jones, the Clemson transfer, who's going to be playing linebacker for LSU, you know, what kind of impact is he going to make? We saw Jabril Cox last year against Mississippi State in the season opener, got him a pick six. We saw him uh, in pass coverage. And Jones, Mike Jones is going to get a lot of opportunities and, and probably in a lot of situations, he'll be covering Greg Dulcich. You know, when you look at Thompson Robinson, he really works the middle of the field better than he does – uh, any other any other part of the field, and a big reason for that is Dulcich. Is Dulcich's ability to stretch a defense, to get behind defenders, and to uh, and, and to really just make some big plays. And defensively for UCLA, I mean, obviously they get a ton of buzz just because of Chip Kelly being the offensive guy uh, that he is. But what what? It, what are Miles Brennan or Max Johnson or whoever's back there at quarterback for LSU going to be seeing defensively out of the Bruins? What's what catches your eye there? Yeah, they got a stud defensive end, uh, 6'4, 245 pounder, uh, Mitchell Lagood. And uh, he only started five games last year, but played in seven. And he tied fourth for fourth in the Pac 12 with tackles for loss. He only had two and a half sacks. So I think he's going to be a more, uh, I think he's going to be a, make a bigger presence in the pass rush game this year. But the impressive thing with that is that sacks count into tackles for loss. So you take that, those two and a half out, that means he had six and a half legitimate tackles for loss, you know, on run plays, which basically came out to, you know, almost won a game. And so, I think he's a guy who's going to, you know, he's going to be that that type of impact player. He was Pro Football Focus's highest graded Pac-12 edge defender last year. And then Caleb Johnson is another guy that that I think LSU fans will see a lot of. Uh, he was straight out of junior college last year, led the team with 44 tackles. And with Ed Orgeron, Ed Orgeron is going to place an emphasis on coming out and running the ball better. He's not ha- – I mean, no one was happy with, a, you know, a running off, rushing offense that ranked 109th in the country last year, 121 yards a game, only averaged 3.3 yards a carry. So I think when they come out against UCLA, I think you're going to see them really try to establish the run, really try to let that offensive line with that LSU has five starters back, you know, try to flex its muscle, try to get a – push on UCLA's defensive line and so uh, you know you're going to see a lot of those UCLA linebackers in this one early on in my opinion 
Well, I, I, as we move into kind of our predictions here, one, all three of us, you, me, and our colleague Shay Dixon, all had LSU covering uh, and pretty comfortably. And you had LSU as the most comfortable co- cover, a 14 point win over UCLA. Walk us through. Uh, how LSU gets it done on the road uh, in week one at the Rose Bowl. You know, I, I mean, obviously, anytime you make these way too early predictions like this, we almost hate to do it, but you almost have to going into these dog days of summer. But, you know, early on, like right now, I just I, I kind of see this playing out like we saw the uh, the Miami game in uh, in 2018. Joe Burrow's first game at LSU. Uh, you know, Miami and LSU, they can they came in, you know, pretty, pretty comparably ranked as far as, you know, where, where the, uh, you know, the national media kind of saw both teams. And I think you're going to see this with, with LSU and UCLA too. And I, th- I think that UCLA, I think they're going to, uh, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a good game in the first half. I think coming out in that third quarter though, I think LSU in the third and the fourth quarter, I think LSU that the, the, the the difference in the in the second team and also in in some of the first team in talent I think that talent gap kind of takes over in the second half and I think LSU uh, that LSU just starts to click a little bit more um, you know I'm not I'm not one who thinks that LSU is going to have any jet lag I'm not worried about the start time we got a five o'clock start time on the Pacific Coast LSU's planning on going over there on Thursday. Jet lag and distance from home should not be a factor. I think in the second half, it just, you know, late third quarter, fourth quarter, it balls down to who has the most talent, who's going to get it done, and I think LSU gets it done. I really don't think it's going to be all that close of a game, as as the score indicates. I think LSU, I think LSU pulls away kind of comfortably in the fourth quarter and that UCLA gets a late score to make it look a little bit better. And that's kind of my. You're the one. Yeah. Yeah. You're no, the no. one. No. Well, here's the here's the this thing. It's a closer game. Every every. Well, hold on. Uh, one, I do. I kind of see it as as you kind of put it. You know, LSU. Uh, you know, controlling the game. Um, the 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 Tigers probably give up one late. Maybe they they still uh you know have some some little PTSD from the Bo Pelini era or whatever of, of oh, giving gosh. up scores that are unnecessary. And, you know, I think LSU obviously covers, I've got it as the closest margin, but um, one thing is that I do have LSU with the highest point total out yes, of uh, the three of us. So I guess you guys are all aboard the Durante Jones train and I am all aboard the LSU offense train. So we'll see how that one works out for us. But no, I just think that, uh, LSU controls the game, whether it's Miles Brennan or Max Johnson, the offense is going to put up points. Uh, they showed that down the stretch that, you know, there's potential for this offense to be special. I don't know if it'll, obviously they're trying to get back to the 2019 offense who wouldn't, but uh, they'll be able to put up points, move the ball. UCLA gets a late score. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun game. I mean, the Rose bowl, we'll see LSU, uh, how they adjust uh, to being on the West Coast, but it's going to be a later kickoff is what it sounds like. So they'll be able to sleep in a little bit. Uh, Ed Ogeron kind of addressed all that uh, earlier this month on on uh, 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge when he was talking about it. But I, I just like LSU to comfortably win, do what they need to do, uh, which is kind of what, you know, you mentioned the Miami game. You know, I mentioned, I think the, B, the BYU game, uh, they they had all those guys sitting out uh, they won't have it 
you know, that way this this game. But uh, they just control it start to finish. I just think that in today's day of college football, if you're breaking in a new defense, I think you're going to see some points given up, especially with, against a veteran quarterback. So uh, well, LSU, wins, LSU yeah. wins comfortably. Uh, but, you know, y'all are just sleeping on the offense. Uh-huh. Well, the real question is, what is Bo Pelini going to be doing during this game? Yeah. Is Bo uh, Pelini going to be watching this game? Eating at Geno's, probably, I would think. You know, that's, I, I would probably. I think Bo Pelini is as far away from Baton Rouge <laughs> as possible. Well, that I would be the. He, la- I think he's. I think he's on the no-fly list. That would that. be. Uh, that would be the last place people would expect him to be. So that's, maybe that's why. But no. Um, well. Uh, Sonny, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we all got LSU winning comfortably in this one, but this was just the first of uh, our early looks at LSU's opponents in 2021, so we hope you guys enjoyed it. A uh, little bit of a breakup from recruiting or whatever uh, that we've been going uh, with on the pod as of late, so we'll be back next week with the Mississippi State edition. Uh, we'll we'll tackle the um, FCS games and some of the lower-level ones uh, later on in the summer as those get closer, but uh, – Quick reminder, guys, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow the Go 24-7 podcast wherever you catch your podcasts. And we still have some time left on our two months for $1 deal to get on board with VIP recruiting coverage for the for pretty much the whole summer. Uh, so check that out and jump on board. We've already had a lot of people do that. So for Sonny Ship, I'm Billy Embody. We'll catch you next time on the Go 24-7 podcast.